another episode of Y'all We Read It. I am one of your hosts, Maggie. And I'm also one of your hosts. My name is Laura. And this is kind of a special episode for us. We are drinking wine. And we don't often drink when we record. No, not only are we drinking wine, we're also recording from a new location. Yes, Maggie just moved. Maggie just moved. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite movie. And Maggie is pet sitting for a cat. So if you hear a faint meow, it is all a part of the aesthetic. It's our episode. producer, Luna. She gets so wild and so constructive with her feedback. She does. She's like 11 years old and all she does is sit next to me. And I, I don't it. really know if I like cats yet, <laughs> still. So... It's an interesting dynamic we have going on. Luna and I have so much in common because all I do is sit next to Maggie, too. <laughs> That's really funny. That's all I bring. Hopefully you have been listening to us for a while, or maybe you saw a chalk drawing that I made on the streets of Chicago. Oh, we hope you did, because that would be delightful. If you're the guy running who edited um, uh, how I was writing our podcast down, I hope that your day is going great. Yes, Chicago listeners, if you've walked around Chicago and seen a Yahweh yeah, Reddit hyphen Apple Pods hyphen Spotify, that's us marketing. Yeah, maybe email us and also give me feedback because he gave me some constructive criticism. Yeah. Um, well, and we also have to say something else that's really special about this episode is we're going to have a slumber party tonight. Yeah, we are. We haven't had a slumber party in years because we're both in relationships. And then we lived down the hall from each other for so long, so it just like didn't make sense because it's like, oh, I can just go down the hall. This is true. We haven't had a slumber party, ladies and gentlemen, since like 2017. Yeah, when you lived back in your tiny, tiny apartment. Yeah. Actually, well, no, I had one of yours. You, yeah, you, we would sleep with mine sometimes too. Yeah, because I, 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 I would get, get drunk. really drunk. Ugh. I was going through that really bad uh, breakup. So goofy of what us. What a goofy time. Speaking of people who are having goofy rough times, our friends in Vampire Diaries land are not having a good time right now. Oh no. Bonnie just got absorbed by some fog. That's where we left off with the Hunter's Phantom Part 1. Yeah. I kind of imagined when she got absorbed by the fog. Do you ever have, oh god I hate those dreams, where you're like about to fall asleep and you trip and you keep falling through the cement and then you jolt away. Oh, I don't fall through cement. It just suddenly feels like I'm free falling. Yes. Uh, and then I'm just like, Ugh! Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. really nervous to move in with my boyfriend because I'm worried that's going to happen a lot. And then I'll be like, oh, sorry. You know what's kind of crazy is that Anna had that a lot before we Weird. moved in together. And I don't think she's had it once since. Wow. Maybe you're her safety net. Maybe I am. That's kind of beautiful. I am Big Spoon. I refuse to be spooned. Are really? you big or little spoon? Oh, I'm a little spoon, but I can big spoon. Yeah. I'm I'm a sw- I'm a verse. I'm I a think <laughs> that's really brave of you during Pride Month. Yeah, to admit, thank you. Too. I am an ally. <laughs> I am an ally. I am a verse spoon. Um, I think that big spoon is better personally because you have the freedom to leave. Little yeah. spoon, you're like I like being a little cocooned. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. I like to jump into action. Uh, speaking of jumping into action, should we dive in? Let's dive in. So last we left off, like we were saying, Bonnie was enveloped in fog. Yep, and we don't get to find out where she goes just yet because we're in Elena's little dream world. Yes. Uh, she... And we... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, 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 no you. you! Oh, my God! Okay, so she has another Damon dream again, and they're in the good old attic of Alaric's house in this setting. And it's, like, kind of, like, romantic because this is where he hid Elena when she first turned to, into a vampire, so it's, like, a little flashback dream. Um, but in this dream, uh, she's basically like telling Damon how much she wants him back and how much Stefan has changed, um, Mm -hmm. and that she loves them both. But it really seems like by her verbiage, she loves Damon more. I know. Right? Because she's like, I'm really afraid of Stefan. He's been violent and erratic. 
And, um, like, if you're turning to the notorious bad guy for safety, that's that's some pretty big problems in your relationship. Um, but we don't get too much of this dream because we then end it and we get a little check-in with Sage and Damon. This is very, very short, which I thought was interesting because, like, Sage was such, like, a introduced with such fervor that I really thought he was going to be, like, a way bigger character. And he's just, like, kind of like a a doorway at this point. You know, if I could cast him, I just thought of the perfect casting. Do you remember Fabio from the romance novel? Yeah. You picture Sage as him? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Because he kind of has long hair, broad shoulders. I always picture him shirtless. Like a younger Fabio. Yeah, I guess I'm picturing him as more like Chris Hemsworth- Thor. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I think both are great castings. And we should cut them together and make them both that. In the show. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't think he's in the show. Oh, bummer. So, uh, um, so he's talking to Sage and Damon is like, Elena's in danger. I gotta get back to Fell's church now. I gotta get an elevator out of here. And he gets an elevator like out of town. Like, immediately. I really felt like I was like, oh, part of this book is gonna be like Damon trekking to get back to Fell's church. And it was just like, nope, bye. It's like, nope, here's the Instantly, we're back in Elena's bedroom. Yeah. Um, Oof, it would suck to get caught in the elevator between hell and earth. Like, what what happens if it goes out? There's a maintenance guy. (laughs) I hope. I hope so, because engineers make a lot of money. I'm sure the underworld ones make even more. Oh, for sure. Um, But uh, Elena isn't, like, frightened or anything. She's almost like, oh, yeah, you're alive. And then they, they kiss immediately, which I was like, I have questions well, they start kissing, but then she slaps him, calling him selfish, because uh, she's like, you waited till now to show yourself? Again, not my course of action. I probably would have a lot of questions. I probably wouldn't believe it. And one of those questions you might be having is, um, okay, so is he a human now? Did he come back as a vampire? How did he come back? He is still a vampire. Yeah. And you're wondering how he came back to life? Because the Guardian said that it was impossible. Yeah. Well, apparently Elena used her wings of destruction. We know that. That's yeah. how the last book left off. And she destroyed the dark moon. And she also destroyed this big star ball on that moon that they were going to destroy. And that's what saved him. Yeah. Um, and then he also makes note to say that, like, the Guardians, uh, they can play tricks sometimes. But in this case, like, they really just thought he was dead. Yeah, I don't know. the So the liquid from the star ball, it didn't vanish. And as the atmosphere cooled down, it like turned to vapor to liquid and it poured down on him and soaked him in power. Yeah, I will say they've softened Damon's uh, aesthetic a bit. Like he's not like as dark and brooding as he was in these first few books. Like he has like such a fun air about him now. Like he's like sharp. Yeah. But like conniving and it's hilarious. Like, he even was like, oh, um, Elena, did you learn this in school or is it all sex, empathy, and second-rate novels? Which I was like, I feel like this author is so making fun of the young adult world and I do kind of love it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I do kind of love that she just kind of, or he, I don't know, got to run with it. Especially Damon's character. Like, you're starting off from scratch. He died. It's weird that I feel like these characters are so much more fleshed out now than we've ever seen. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, so while Damon's like, hey, I'm back. Uh, this is great. You know, I actually got back to Earth looking at your hair. Yeah. That I woke up holding. <laughs> oh, by the way, you left this. <laughs> she remembers at this time, oh, wait, Damon, your name was spelled out. You're probably going to die next. And he's like, yeah. no. He's like, I think the dark moon thing that I almost collapsed in, that was my accident. Sage saved me. So we think he's like about to be fine. 
Um, and Elena also, um, oh, he also tells Elena not to tell anyone he's alive, which I thought was weird. Yeah, he lets Elena know, you know, I think I know what is terrorizing you guys, but you can't tell anyone that I'm alive because they're annoying and they're going to distract me while I try to figure it out, which that's Honestly, yeah. Damon is very much like a, I can do everything myself. He's, he's dad. And he does. And he really does. And it's very hot. Um, Stefan is mommy and Damon is daddy. Yeah. Mommy's (laughs) at her window. Mommy Stefan's at her window the next morning. Um, Damon's left and. Oh, oh my gosh. What? This, when she goes to meet Stefan and she grabs Vervain to put in her pocket just in case. I gasped. I missed that. Oh my god, yeah, because she's like, oh my god, like, I don't know how I'm gonna, like, play it cool and not tell him about Damon. She goes and says, like, hi to Aunt Judith, I'm gonna go meet Stefan. And in the kitchen, she grabs a clump of vervain, which, listeners, if you somehow missed the first four books where we talked about this, vervain is the herb that'll protect you against vampires. It is not garlic in this world, it is vervain. Um, but she grabs a sprig of it and puts it on her person, which I'm just like, uh, sounds like trouble in paradise. It sounds like you do not trust your partner. Yeah. Well, Oof. they're headed on a little adventure to the Smallwoods? Lockwoods? Yeah. I, small I woods. put Lockwood again. Jesus. That's the same thing. They're going to the Smallwoods house um, because... Uh, not because they want to, because Stefan is like, you gotta come with me. I gotta show you what I'm looking you at. You gotta see this cool trick. So Stefan brings her to the tool shed and she's pissed at him yeah she's like why are we here like this is weird and she's also like acknowledging herself she's like it was fine when damon was the dangerous one but now that stefan's the dangerous one i don't like it she goes on comparing damon and stefan to each other in her little head oh my god and and stefan's like but look at all of this everything that's in the shed it's the pentagram it's the candles it's these newspaper clippings and she decides to focus on a newspaper clipping from when she won prom in this parallel universe. And she's so happy about it. (laughs) And I'm like, Elena, now is not the time to be happy that you won prom queen. I do respect this ghostwriter for acknowledging how self-involved she is. Yeah, Elena is very vapid and self-involved. Um... So, you know, we realize that the Guardians, they can't change evidence. So things like newspaper clippings, um, I don't know if broadcast journalism falls under that, but newspapers, for sure, print journalism. Do we think this is very, like, Mandela effect? Like, the Guardians, like, create the Mandela effects? Oh, probably. Ooh, kind of spooky. Because what we learn in this, like, shed is that Caleb has basically been um, going going a little, little kooky on us. Because he has memories of both timelines and he's trying to make sense of all of this because he remembers both. Yes, he is like one of the only people who remembers what happens. Yeah. And Stefan's wondering if this is because he is aware of like supernatural beings and if everyone who's aware that supernatural beings exist, if they have two memories of what happened. Is he aware or is he a werewolf? Um, we learn later he's not a werewolf. Yes. Yet. He might be. Spoiler, Um, not a werewolf. (laughs) But Elena's also like, maybe this is why I feel like Margaret understands that, like, was treating me like that. Like, Elena deeply feels Margaret, uh, understands both timelines as well. That's kind of a throwaway. What's even worse in 
uh, addition to the newspaper clippings, they find recent photos of them taken, proving that uh, Caleb is actually spying on them. Yep. And uh, Elena also just now remembers Caroline is still a person, and she hasn't seen her at all, so we don't know what's up with Caroline. We don't know what's up with Caroline, and all we know about Tyler is his through line that Caleb is blaming them for his disappearance. Yeah. That's all we know about those two Yeah, characters. and we know that Caleb uh, knows that Tyler doesn't like Stefan, so there's kind of like some some tension there. Um, but there's lots of roses and a pentagram, and this leads Stefan to thinking, hey, Caleb probably cast a spell. They fill the trash trash bags. They take all of the stuff, which I was like, this is kind of clunky. Yeah. If you're trying to, like, run some, like, clandestine research, you're going to, did they just bring the trash bags with them? I guess they came prepared. Okay, good for them. But it's just like, yeah, they fill up three trash bags. Trouble in Paradise round two as we get back to the boarding house and Elena <laughs> learns that Bonnie's name showed up and she's pissed at Stefan for not staying to protect her. Oh, and Stefan stands up for himself. He goes, Elena, I'm not your lap dog. I loved it. I loved it. I love when Elena and Stefan fight now. Uh, they go back and forth at the boarding house wondering, did Caleb's spell work? Um, and the spell that they think that he enacted is that he's trying to control their emotions which i mean makes a lot of sense they've all gotten really jealous and possessive up till this point uh and mrs flower our uh confirmation plot device that we just have um that's really all she does is she just like kind of like confirms and like if the, if, if something unexplained happens like mrs flowers comes in and like solves it um but she's like oh i can confirm dark magic's going on here um, and it's something trying to control your emotions. It's like, it's like, oh, we can't even, we don't get to debate what it could be. Mrs. Flowers is like, yep, that's exactly it. Mrs. Flowers hanging out with these kids is like her own coming out story in a way. Yeah. Because she just gets to be herself, whisper to the sky. and Making a tea. And they're just like, yeah, that's fine. Really, all Mrs. Flowers is ever doing is making eye contact with the wall and talking to yeah. something that's not Yeah, there. and going, oh, my mama said that this is, that this is true. It's true what we're all we're just talking about and i love that for my her. mama's worried about all of us that's what she's saying mama uh mrs flowers our favorite attention whore um <laughs> well you know compared to bonnie who really milked her her phantom situation but she kind of had a reason to i mean she did because in the end you know they go they're going upstairs and they find bonnie right now face down on the floor eyes closed under a spell yeah she's under a spell and uh-oh elena's name has been spelled out next Finally. I wrote literally finally. I cannot wait for her to just not be in this book for a bit. To be unconscious. Um, But now they're like, great. So let's empty out these trash bags and hunt for some like answers in all of our little diaries and pictures and newspaper clippings. Elena yells at Stefan again that this is his fault. And Matt kind of tries to stand up for him, but not really. Yeah. And then this is what, through this, we're able to confirm that a phantom is what's causing this. Yep. They start investigating Caleb's notebooks. And Elena points out, it's uh, kind of weird the magic went for Celia first, since yeah. she's never met Tyler or Caleb. And I thought that was going to be like, Celia set the spell. Right? I was really hoping for that, but it's not the case. We basically learned that, uh, I don't think it's right here, but we do learn that this phantom wasn't because of Caleb's spells. No, it wasn't. Um, Mrs. Flowers, talking to mom, you know, that's that's how they get the information. Uh, we have asked Jeeves in this universe... Mrs. Flowers has Ask Mom. <laughs> Our favorite Ask Jeeves. Pour one out for him. And we figure out the Phantom is not a ghost, but it's a being created from strong emotions. Yeah. It's like a demon created out of anger. Yeah. Um, but um, 
We also do learn uh, in this uh, instance that Caleb knows a lot because Tyler told him a lot about what was going on in Fell's church. Yeah, which isn't good because they realize Caleb is now, in fact, using magic to take revenge on them and also to try to locate Tyler. But Elena's got to go to bed. She's tired. <laughs> and, you know, it's fine that Elena's name was written down because uh, she is a teenager and thinks she's invincible. And she's like, I'll go home by myself. And they're like, Elena, you shouldn't do that. And she's like, I'll be fine. I mean, she's got to get back home to Damon. I mean, and he's there like waiting for her as she's getting ready for bed and he's like hey babe just gotta confirm there's a phantom after us and worse it's an original phantom which means it wasn't just conjured up it's like a spooky phantom like klaus was but phantom not vampire once again when he name dropped klaus i thought klaus was gonna be back right but instead we just learned that this phantom followed them from the dark moon when they destroyed everything yeah um and the only reason that names are appearing is because phantoms have to follow rules they can't just like go phantoming about willy-nilly they gotta follow some protocol yeah and so why do they target humans you might be wondering they came to earth because you know human emotions they're bad they're down bad we got a lot of them (laughs) And it took Bonnie's soul to the dark dimension. Yeah. Yes. And we know this phantom is affecting everybody's moods. It's making everybody a little more irritable, a little more insecure. And Damon, a bad boy leader that he is. I wonder if he's a Leo. I'm going to look up his moon sign. Or sun sign. But he leaves the room. It also seems like a Gemini. Oh, God. Probably. He leaves and is like, um, I got to get to the dark dimension. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to save us. I'm going to fix this. So he goes to purposely get consumed by the fog so he can get back to the dark dimension. Oh, he's a Scorpio. Oh, that makes sense. Stefan's also a Scorpio? Really? I would picture Stefan as more of a, like a Pisces or a Virgo. Uh, You know, okay, I was confused about, oh no, I cannot go down this hole. But I will say in one of the, in season one, episode one, um, Caroline says he's a Gemini. Wow. Is Maybe that's why through? I thought it. Because I just watched the first episode of Vampire Diaries. Maybe she's just not a good listener. Damn. Um. Okay, so anyways, back to that. He succumbs to the demon, to know the demon, to yeah. be the demon. Oh, one with the fog. Um. But the next day, there's a new witch shop in town. This kind of plot element confused me that they were like, oh, we've exhausted our, our you know, Mrs. Flowers and research. Thank God there's this witch shop that's opened in Fell's Church. Maybe that was the trade-off for the town not being destroyed. Maybe. It's a booming because, tourist industry I now mean, for Wiccan. Because they so. get some answers, but it's a spirit and soul shop. Um, and Elena, you know, she's checking in with herself, which, you know, you go, queen. Um, and she's like, man, wouldn't it just be so much easier if I didn't want to fuck all of the vampires and I just wanted to date, like, a normal human boy? Yeah, once again, she is contemplating pretty hard why she is with Stefan. Yep, and uh, pretty quickly after that, the fog of voice comes for Elena and um, pretty much consumes her. Yeah, after she, like, follows some guy she wasn't interested in anyways and just sees him dating a normal girl, wondering why she can't have that. She gets the fog, possesses her, and Damon, meanwhile, um, while this is happening, he wakes up on the dark moon alone, and he can't find Bonnie. Yeah, and the the voice is talking to him, but Damon's strong and sexy, so it's like he's hearing it, but it's not like consuming him. Yeah, um, he hears some crying, he goes towards it. Um, and then, that's a really quick check-in with him. 
Yeah, the the fog is kind of getting on his ass about never getting to have Elena's love and yeah. being second best to Stefan. But he's like, my dick's bigger. And when he turns around to fight it, um, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Or he, like, knows how to use it. Yeah, but, yeah. like, you know Stefan does not have a big dick. No. And you know if Damon doesn't have a big dick? He had, Damon either has a big dick. Or he's really good at sex. Yeah. Or both. I think he's really good. Well, I just got into an episode in my binge watching of this girl being like, he's a real tomcat in the sack. So they the show confirms. Calling someone a tomcat in the sack makes me want to vomit. Okay. When they say it in Crazy Stupid Love, when Ryan Gosling says it, that's the only time that's acceptable. Fair. Fair. Because he's so hot in that movie. He's so hot in that movie. <laughs> Um, but anyways, Damon gets choked hot um, by yeah. <laughs> the Phantom, and that's where we leave him on the um, Dark Moon. But yeah, the shop lady, she has some spells for them, uh, but also her hat uh, spells out Matt's name next. So uh, Stefan's like, oh, oh no. And then he notices that Elena's missing, and he's like, oh no. And then he finds her passed out on a bench outside. <laughs> Which I think is hilarious. I thought it was really funny, and then, too. and then he has to carry her back to Mrs. Flowers' place, and he's, like, filling in everybody, being like, oh, well, I let her on my site, and uh, she's she's also in the, the, the fog world now. And they're like, hold the phone. Caleb's out of the hospital as well. Yeah, so right after he lays her next to Bonnie and Meredith, and they tell him that Caleb's been released, he's like, you know what? I think... I owe that guy a visit. Cracks his knuckles. Cracks his knuckles, cracks his neck, and just struts out the place. Yeah. Um, but now we check in on Dark Moon. Bonnie uh, uh, and Elena are together now. Yep, they're just kind of suspended in darkness, vibing in the in-between. Yeah, and then they ultimately are transported to the Magic Road... Magic Road? Magic Rose Field yeah. from the Kitsune uh, Seven Gateways to Heaven... Whatever it's called, stairway the to heaven. world or whatever. Yeah, the treasures. Um, and they, the flowers start attacking them. Yeah, they hear some big thing rustle in the bushes, and Elena is like, "I'm about to die." Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> sucks for them. Um, but they, the the gang at Mrs. Flowers, they're taking matters into their own hands. They're gonna go to Caleb, and they're gonna get some fucking answers. Mm-hmm. Um, but Stefan immediately uses his spidey sense. He's like, "Caleb is hiding." And Meredith uses her strong girl senses and mm-hmm. fucking breaks the door down. Meredith races in. And I do love that Alaric and Matt are like, maybe we shouldn't hurt him. And Meredith yeah. and Stefan are like, uh, no, we're going to. She forces herself in and she forces Caleb down. Do you like the sound of the wine? ASMR, baby. Big port. ASMR. So she forces Caleb downstairs and gets him to be compelled by Stefan to let Stefan in. And immediately when he lets Stefan in, Stefan chases him upstairs. Yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, And uh, Matt is left alone downstairs and something's getting to him because he starts thinking about what a monster Stefan is. Yeah, well, Meredith, Alaric, and um, Stefan and Caleb are upstairs kind of sussing out what kind of magic Caleb's using. Yeah, and Matt's, Caleb's... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you go. Oh. I was just gonna say, Caleb is wussing out upstairs. I know. He's like, I don't want any trouble. I just, I don't want any trouble. <laughs> Stefan also is like... Caleb, I thought you were a lot hotter than this and taller. And he's like, I was just putting on a, a, a glamour so that the girls would like me. Yeah, he was using magic to appear more attractive because he especially wanted to appeal to Elena because she's so pretty. And yeah. like, honestly, 
Real men admit that shit. I know. It honestly seems like he would he would be a good character. Yeah, I, I it seems like he'll come back. He didn't really get a wrap up, so Yeah, but anyways, like Laura said, Matt um was looking at a photo of like him, Tyler, and Elena, and got all jealous about Stefan, and he gets possessed. Yeah. It's like, well, bum bum bum. Um, but they're also like, uh, meanwhile, they don't know this just yet. They don't know that Matt's been taken by the Phantom. No. Because uh, they're still trying to get some answers. Because they're like, why didn't you unleash a Phantom on us? And Caleb's like, I was just trying to get some answers about the timelines. I didn't unleash a Phantom. Yeah, he's like, I'm horribly confused. And Meredith's like, also, your cousin Tyler is a bad guy. He had to sacrifice a girl to become a werewolf. So why don't you think about that next time you're trying to find him? And he's like, okay, but I still didn't unleash a Phantom. I specifically did a spell for to get answers about these two timelines. And this is when we learn um, that uh, he didn't get the Phantom. Um, there was just a feedback loop from the Dark Moon explosion that welcomed the Phantom into Phil's church. Yeah. Um, so once all- And it's a jealousy phantom. Sorry, you gotta specify that. It is a jealousy phantom. It's a jealousy phantom. Explains why they've been so enraptured, um, with just, you know, being jealous of each other. Yeah. So the, the Scooby-Doo squad, they go downstairs and they find Matt possessed. These are, they are very Scooby-Doo squad. I've been feeling that for a minute. They are. Um, he, Matt, um, shows up with Bonnie and Elena on their little dark planet- and oh. Elena has now told Bonnie that Damon is alive and not to tell anyone. And Bonnie immediately tells Matt. Yep. And it's hilarious. And Matt is like, how, because Matt is like, how does Elena know it's an original phantom? Yeah. And also it's really funny because Matt's like never been to the netherworld before. And he's like, this place seems really pretty and nice. And it's like, he has no idea. He's so innocent and pure. He's just trying to be the comedic relief. Yeah. Good boy. Good boy. They say they gotta find the gate out of there soon so the Phantom can stop using them to be powerful. And they're gonna search the field for it. Yep. And Elena realizes, dang, Damon must also be in the netherworld somewhere too. And at the same time, they see a shimmer between the bushes and they're like, maybe we should go towards that. Yeah, they find this barrier really, really quickly. Um, but And we cut back their, the drive back to Mrs. Flowers. And Celia's back in Fell's church now. Mm-hmm. That's... Pretty exciting. She is. Little drama. Stefan drives all of them back to the boarding house. He's kind of upset with himself because he didn't tell anyone that Matt's name was written. And he lugs Matt up the stairs while Meredith goes into the kitchen to just deal with Celia being back. Yeah. Uh, but Celia has a book uh, and she's like, I think this can help. And also Stefan, did you say Stefan snaps at Mrs. Flowers? No. Because he snaps at Mrs. Flowers and Mama a little bit. Um... But uh, oh yeah, because she it, offers like a word of advice. Yeah, and he's like, "We don't need your advice. We need to save everyone, or some shit like that." Um, but they have this ritual book, and they're like, "Great, let's prep and do a fucking ritual to get our friends back." Yes, they learn from the book that Celia brought that they are gonna have to do a blood spell. Yeah, and unfortunately for Celia, that means her too. Yep, and this also means they have to pick color coded candles. And I do have to emphasize this because. For whatever reason, this ghostwriter put a lot of emphasis on picking on candles. On picking these color-coded candles. Because, like, both times they were like, are you sure that Elena's a yellow? I know. It was weird. And also having Damon, when they came to picking Damon's color, I said out loud, black. Yeah. That makes sense. And then they went with blood red. 
Because he likes blood? Come on. Yeah. Do you even like, know the guy? We even know him better. And we haven't been spending all this time with him. What color would your color be? Um, I think mine would be green. I was gonna say I think mine would also be dark green. Yeah. Like stuff I feel like mine would be like a like a like a medium light green though. I wouldn't be dark. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. I you know, honestly, because I feel like the light green is like more colorful and vibrant, and I think dark green is a lot more grounded, so maybe I wouldn't be dark green because I'm not that grounded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a lot more like up, 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 up. Yeah, maybe we both wouldn't be green. That's kind of messed up, right? What color would you be if you weren't green? I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like I would probably be like a, a lavender if I wasn't green. Oh, that'd be nice. I think I'd be a yellow. Yeah, I could see that for you because of your hair. Probably. Like yeah. <laughs> I got big yellow energy. I love it. We love it. And listeners, we encourage all of you to figure out what color candle you would be. Yes. Um, But they spend way too long debating the candle colors. Um, And they start running this spell and things are not going right kind of immediately. Yeah, they're so the whole plan of this and they like draw it and chalk this pentagram or whatever is they're trying to trap the phantom in the middle of their circle. They're trying to like call it from its hiding space wherever it is and then just bring it there. And they're in Mrs. Flower's garage. <laughs> yeah. For some reason. Um but I guess they needed an open space, so good for them. I guess so. Um uh, so back in the netherworld, uh, Elena, Matt, and Bonnie. They find Sage. Yep, they our, land our, at the gatehouse. Our little gatekeeper, sexy gatekeeper. Elena's like, uh, no time, Sage. We gotta get through to the dark moon. We gotta find Damon. And then they hear a spooky laugh behind them. And they turn around mm-hmm. and they see like a blue ice woman holding Damon in one of her claw hands. She doesn't actually have a claw hand. I just pictured her with like a like a really long fingers. I viewed her with really long fingers too. Yeah. It's like this misty blue green translucent phantom with a very dark red rose yeah. in the middle of her chest that has a lot of thorns. Yeah. And they immediately they try to fight this phantom to let Damon go. Which is I mean it's a it's, it's still like a ghost. It's it's mist mostly. Yeah. Yeah, I I get I wouldn't know how to stop a phantom. I, I wouldn't like, either. I feel like I would stand there for a while, being like, "Man, this is gonna be a tricky one." Yeah, I think I would too. I'd be like, "How do we get Damon out of the phantom's hand?" It's pretty hard too, because she's like relentless with Damon. He's like, "Listen, I don't I don't have to breathe. It's fine." And she's like, "I know you can't breathe, uh, but I can snap your neck off." And yeah. and this is what Bonnie, Matt, and Elena are choosing to fight. Yep, the good like honestly good for them. Um, but they do finish the summoning spell in the garage, which does make the phantom and all of the gang appear as well, except for Sage. Why doesn't he show up? I don't think Sage went through the, um, gate to get oh, to the dark moon. Oh, they didn't get to see the phantom. Yeah, but they send, they send, like, a tornado to the dark moon and it just sucks them all up and yes. plops them right in the middle of the circle. The big old slurp hours. Yep, big old slurp hours. You know what they say. Hey, you know, if you lose a loved one, just send a tornado after them. Yeah. That's what I learned. Exactly. Um, and the Phantom is like, thank God I'm in this room of insecure little human people. Because uh, she's about to work some of her Phantom magic. Oh, she's just going to antagonize. Yeah. And she immediately is like, oh, Stefan, you're here? I want to tell you about Damon and Elena and what they've been doing in her bedroom. And Stefan gets so upset that he starts fighting Damon. 
Oh yeah, he the the jealousy demon is really yeah. really getting in on him, being like he's always taken everything from you. They were kissing behind your back, and while the phantom is busy doing this, um, Bonnie and Matt kind of sneak out of the circle. They don't break any of the lines drawn on the floor. Yeah, so they like come back to reality. Yeah, and Elena's because their their bodies have like fused to their souls. The yeah. bodies that were asleep outside the circle are now like in the yeah. circle. Um, and Elena, they're like, come on, Elena, you come out of the, 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 the call too. You come back to reality. And she's like, no, I'm going to stop my boyfriends from fighting. Yeah. She's headed towards the fight instead. Do you feel like instead of sister wives, they call themselves boyfriend brothers? I was going to bring up, they did not call themselves Velociraptor sisterhood this book. Wow. They were so close to. I do love the Velociraptor sisterhood. That's probably my favorite thing L.J. Smith did with <laughs> the series. so stupid. Um... But then the Phantom's like, oh, Elena, you're going to stop a fight between your brother boyfriends? Uh, (laughs) I like this for them. I like this for them. Uh, The only reason they like you is because of Catherine. Um, And then all of the the gang on the outside is like, hurry, hurry, we got to do the banish spell. We got to do the banish spell. It's going to keep getting to all of us. Yeah. Um, So while the Phantom is like antagonizing Alaric, uh... The friends, they're starting the banishing smell by admitting that they're jealous of yeah, they what they're to, jealous of, and then they cast it away. Yeah, they have to declare their jealousy, and as Maggie said, cast it away. Bonnie goes first. Bonnie really, uh, she would do great in therapy, because she just is immediately like, yep, here's all the things I'm jealous and insecure about. Yep. Um, she says she's jealous of Elena and Meredith, because she always feels like a sidekick. Um, Celia's is really short and vague about being jealous of Meredith. Alaric is jealous of Meredith having cool friends. Like, damn, everyone, all this is telling me is that Meredith is the cool one. Yeah. Um, Elena's, uh, of course, she has to try three separate times because she doesn't admit all of the things she's jealous about. And it's like, girl, we're on a time clock. Her jealousy thing reminded me of that scene in Mean Girls when Regina George is like, yes. I'm sorry, everyone is just like so insecure and oh jealous of me. Oh my God. But I can't help it that I'm like hot and popular. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, Matt also goes, he gets his his straight white boy feelings on. He's like, I'm jealous of Stefan and jealous of all of this and that. And the spells don't really weaken the phantom. It just kind yeah. of annoys it. Yeah, and after Meredith goes... Um, they're, like, kind of wondering why this isn't happening. Um, but Stefan and Damon fighting, they mess up some of the lines, and it accidentally, like, frees the phantom. So that's, like, it's, like, real time now. That's Just like up. in High School Musical, that phantom is breaking free. Oh. Uh, so Flying. We could watch that tonight. Oh my god, I would watch that with you, absolutely. <laughs> Amer- Meredith immediately stabs the phantom with her stave in the chest where the little But it's like, girl, is. it's a phantom! I guess that's the only... It, do, it doesn't really do much, though, does it? <laughs> no, it just starts oozing, like, green shit. Uh, and then as the Phantom is about to get Meredith, it locks eyes with Mrs. Flowers and just, like, a stare-off. Yeah. Maggie, do you want to know how I would stop this Phantom? Yes. I'd grab my vacuum cleaner, 
and suck, and suck that it bitch up. up. I would grab it by its wispy tail and yeah. I would twirl it around. How would like you grab it though? It's a phantom. Okay, but we're like in a cartoon. So I grab it by its wispy yeah. tail. Got it. And I twirl it around like a lasso and then I twirl it so much that I just let it fly and it flies into another country. I love that. And listeners, okay, in Maggie's phantom reality, it is an animated film. In my <laughs> phantom reality, mine is like a, a live action film. So just take note of that uh, if you're ever like trying to tell your friends about the podcast or anything. Who like cast as the Phantom? Who <laughs> cast as the Phantom? <laughs> okay, Ice Woman Phantom. I would want Mary Steenburgen to play the Phantom in my uh, 3D movie. Okay. She's married to Ted Danson. Uh, she's done a bunch of movies. She plays the mom in Elf. Uh, she was also in Last Man on Earth. Um, and she is a really, really talented actor. Oh, she would be great. I think she would, because I feel like she'd be an unexpected choice for this Phantom. And I feel like she would do a really good performance of it. I kind of want Susan Sarandon. That's also a really good phantom. Because I kind of just want her to step on me. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) We all want Susan Sarandon to step on us. So in the book, the spells, um, they're just annoying the phantom. They're not working well. And they realize that this is probably because this is an original phantom that it's not going good. Yeah, yeah. So things are not going well. Uh, But Elena's like, I'm going to try one more time to stop Stefan and Damon from fighting. Um, and, and this is a, it's like a long speech, y'all. It's like a page and a half. I know. I was, I skimmed it because I was like, this is annoying. Elena like flings herself in front of Stefan and Damon stops from punching her in time. Yeah. And Elena's like, I have to admit to you guys that Klaus showed me a lot of Catherine's memories. And like, I had to like learn that you guys love me for me and not for Catherine. And nobody confirms that. I want to say, <laughs> I know Elena t- manifested it, but no one is like, yeah, no, but neither Stefan nor Damon has ever said, Elena, I love you for you. No, they don't. And also, I mean, I guess Stefan kind of tries to like um, pacify her intrusive thoughts about this, but she's like, let me finish. Um, but neither one really jumps no, at the bullet to like yeah, defend her right yeah. now when she's getting down on herself. It's like, it's a, like what a, could you imagine telling your partner like, yeah, there's this, like, of course, the long withstanding thing I'm insecure about. And they just go, oh, yeah, I could see that. They really have never talked about the fact that it's like, yes, we were drawn to you first because you look like our ex-girlfriend. But, but I got to know you and now I love you. That's nuts to me. That it's like, they've been through so much together. And never once have they ever said, Elena... I want you to forget about it. This actually that. brings up a really good question. I was going to text you because I was watching oh, this movie. Oh, yeah. If, um, your, if your partner was to cheat on you with someone, would you want them to look exactly like you or drastically different? Drastically different. Me too. Absolutely. Me too. If they looked exactly like I me. I would compare myself all the time. I would, I, 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 I would, I would freak out. I would be like, why are you that fucking them? That would be them? devastating. I'd be like, what did I fucking do? Yeah. Yeah. Anna said... Um, she would rather have some, like, I cheat on her with someone who looks like her. And I'm like, why? Psychopath. Because then you would, you would know that it's like, oh, they just wanted to fuck something different. But if it looked exactly like you, I'd be like, like, what hole are you trying to fill? Yeah. It's like, what, what one box did I check? Okay. I'm happy that you agree with me. I'm going to talk to Anna later. (laughs) You (laughs) sent my girlfriend down. I'm going to text Anna from a a different number being like, hey, I heard you said this. I'm kind of curious. I'm going to text Nick out of the blue when I get really drunk after this episode being like, if if Laura wants to cheat on you and he's like, what are you guys talking about? (laughs) I feel like Nick would panic. He'd be like, what happened? I know he would. I want to do it. Nick Nick has, listeners, Nick, my boyfriend, has very much Matt energy and he is 
so pure, so nice. He just wants the best for everyone. So I feel like he would immediately be panicked. Oh, he is such a mad. Who do you think you are in this book? Anna's definitely Meredith. <sighs> That's hard. That's really hard. Who do you think you are? Um, for how emotional she is, like I'm I'm drawn to saying Bonnie, but I don't think I'm that I was gonna say useless. Bonnie for how how positive I am, but I'm not useless. Yeah. I'm like a mix between Bonnie and Meredith, and I think we both are. Okay, I will take that. You're Mrs. Flowers. <laughs> <laughs> like Maggie, I love that you said that about you, but you're a Mrs. Flowers. Hey, you know, I've been known to be weird at parties. <laughs> Standing in the corner, possessed eye to eye with a phantom in a stair lock hole. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot where we were. Oh, uh, me too. Um, okay, she's doing her long speech. Oh, Elena is? The reason she can do the long speech, everybody, is because Mrs. Flowers is in, like, the stare-off chokehold with the phantom and, like, holding her in, like, a third dimension trance. Oh, yeah, and... Elena makes sure to clarify that this whole speech isn't just about her. She's like, Stefan, Damon wanted to tell you he was alive when he knew he was capable of change. Oh, no, wait. Oh, he wanted to say that he was, like, alive to Stefan later after he became a good person. And she was like, Damon, Stefan was devastated when you died. Now kiss. And they basically kiss because they stop fighting, (laughs) which is kiss in vampire world. Which, okay, but it's so funny because they stopped fighting and it's not that that got them. It's that she's like, also, don't give this monster the satisfaction of killing each other. Well, because, I mean, it's kind of like they love to, like, jerk each other off more than they love to, like, you know, <laughs> uh, like, validate their girlfriend's feelings, you exactly. know? It's kind of like one of those. Yeah. Um, but uh, Stefan's like, okay, sicko mode. Let me say my jealousy and cast it away. Yep, they make their way over to the candles to confess their jealousies and blow them out. And as Damon's speaking his jealousies Stefan dives at the ghost and squeezes the rose in her chest but it doesn't really do anything it doesn't do anything and so Damon takes his candle and sets this phantom on fire which we're all wondering how we don't know but it happened yeah he like relights it and sets her on fire and this phantom's like you idiot fire can't hurt me I'm ice uh, but then the garage catches on fire so we got a whole another situation to worry about uh, that's not good no because uh despite Damon trying to still physically fight the phantom fire can kill vampires too yeah um, no worries, though. Meredith st- staked it again. Yeah. Well, she's got this stave that she needs to really, like, put to work. And she does. And now her and Damon are, like, fighting the Stefan. Not the Stefan. <laughs> fighting the Stefan. <laughs> little that seems That seems like a, like a bad villain and, like, a, a bootleg <laughs> movie. They're fighting the Phantom, and the Phantom tosses Meredith into Damon, and... Um, Bonnie's trying to, like, uh, uh, distract it by admitting another jealousy. Yeah, they all do, like, rapid-fire jealousies. Yeah. Um, and this is what starts dimming the rose heart inside of our phantom. So, like, it's working. And Elena, girl boss, she (laughs) shoves her hand through the stave hole that Meredith has made and starts just, like, reaching around trying to find the rose heart. Which I imagine at this point, um... It, since the thing is ice and the way she describes it um, is that she's, uh, I don't know what, like, the third degree burn version of ice is, but that's what frostbite? I imagine. Frostbite? Frostbite. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what she's getting. Yeah. Um, but she's able to get the heart, rip it out, and defeat it, which is awesome. That's cool. She rips the rose out, Stefan rips the petals off and burns them, and the phantom disappears. And fire trucks are on the way. That's awesome. Yeah, the fire has kind of dissipated, but the garage is still burning. Yeah. And it's conveniently raining. Yep. Uh, but fire trucks are on the way and Damon's like, Elena, you need blood right now. Um, so he like pulls her away 
And Elena can't help but admit how close she feels to Damon sucking his blood. Yeah, she's like, you know, there used to be a layer of hurt and anger and it was hard to get through. But now all I feel is peace and love from him. Wow. Um, but then she also sees Damon, I mean, not Damon, Stefan giving blood to Meredith. And she notes that what you used to make me feel really jealous, but I don't really feel anything anymore. I feel like he's just helping our friend Meredith. And it's like, uh-oh, are you seeing your homeboy as like a friend now? Yeah, exactly. Because they were really emphasizing that it's like, this jealousy just really fixed the friend group. And I'm like, no, I think that you just didn't. Also, she had the option to choose between getting blood from Stefan or Damon. And Damon was like, listen, logically, my blood is going to fix her more. But Stefan was like, but I could I could do it, too. Yeah. And she didn't say anything. And she didn't. She didn't say no. Silence is complicity. Oh, hate to say it, but it's true. Um, But where do we leave off? Cops come. They want answers. They're like, why the fuck did this fire start? They, th- they think they suspect foul play. Yeah, they're like, we got to talk to all of you. So Stefan and Damon individually kind of influenced them to be like, <laughs> the the garage caught on fire from lightning. Yeah, and it should be noted that Stefan tries to do like the whole like influencing thing first, but his powers aren't strong enough. So Damon has to seal the deal because he's hot. And is so capable. Um, And yeah, and that's kind of... Where uh, the whole boss battle scene wraps up, and then we kind of wake up the next day with our aftermath. Yeah, next day at the boarding house, everyone's pretty exhausted. Celia's saying goodbye. Yep, and we also learn, I did write this down because I think it's important, because it's only three weeks until college. So they have three weeks until they leave for their schools. So we have to wonder, we have, we got some books left, Maggie. We have about five. five. Yeah, so are they going to go to college? Are they going to get stuck in time? Is it just are always going to be summer? Are they going to drag out these three weeks over the course of five books? Oh, I'm sure they drag out the weeks. Uh, we'll see. Um, but most importantly, wrapping up this book. And I really, I will say I really enjoyed this because we got like an actual conclusion to a book rather than like a weird cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, which is something we don't get a lot in young adult novels, y'all. Um, but Damon apologizes. Yeah, Damon's Damon's like, listen, I was just thinking about, you know, we moved heaven and earth to find Stefan in the dark dimension. And when it was my turn, you guys left me on the planet. Um, Not seeking um, any sort of validation. This is just me talking. And I just need to apologize because, you know, I didn't deserve saving. I've done terrible things to you all. And he says he's sorry. And Bonnie forgives him. And so does everyone else. But Bonnie makes a show of it. Bonnie makes a show of it. And Elena's like, wow, we are all happy together finally. And I am loved and I love two boys. That are brothers. My that brother are, boyfriends. My brother boyfriends. I do love calling them that. <laughs> I'm going to keep calling them that for the rest of forever. Um, and yeah, that wraps up Vampire Diaries 8, The Hunter's Phantom. We are, I liked this book. I did too. This one wasn't impossible to read. No, I had so much fun reading it. I think I started it on Saturday. Yeah. And... Um, Read 200 pages easily. It was nice to tune back into the way I think we both felt in the first four books where we were like, oh my God, I'm vibing with it. Yeah. Um, And then it was really sad books five, seven, uh, six, and seven. But to get back to this like, oh my God, we're like really living in moments. And we're like, the fact that this whole like boss battle scene was like 40 pages was yeah. awesome. I am also really enjoying watching the show alongside yeah. it. I'm having yeah. a really good time because the show is not anything like the books. No. And it is so good. It's so good. Want to know what else is really good, Maggie? Our top five. Our top five. I would agree. Um, Everybody, Maggie and I, we thought really hard for this one. And we thought 
for our top five, we should do our top five phantoms we'd like to see in the Vampire Diaries universe. I think you should start it off since you thought of the this uh, number five. This one's uh, this one's gonna be hard. We think Phantom of War criminals would be pretty spooky. I mean, he'd probably show up. He'd probably be spitting war facts. He'd probably be, be bringing in little ghosts and ghouls out from the grave to spook you. Ooh, definitely wearing a Confederate soldier outfit. Yeah. Authenticity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he um, haunt war criminals? Like, would he haunt George Bush exclusively? Maybe. Or is he I, I, would, I would like to think that he ha- ha- haunts politicians exclusively. I like that. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Number four, this one's kind of spooky and has sad undertones. Yeah. A dead pet. Damn. Imagine it comes back, a little baby oh. Tucker comes back and I gotta kill him. I'm Man. not gonna kill him. Possess if I, me. If I had to kill a Chester, I'd be like, can't do it. Sorry, y'all. I don't care if it's a phantom. Can't do it. Uh-uh. I'd let it kill all my friends. Yeah, I'd let it I'd let it destroy the town. Absolutely. Would you let Chester eat me? Probably, yeah. I don't know how to stop a phantom. I also, I wouldn't know how to stop. I mean, I, I gotta let Tucker eat you. Yeah, I yeah. mean, exactly. I think we're both in the same boat here. <laughs> This is the one phantom Maggie and I cannot stop is the one that looks like our pets. Uh, for all you phantoms out there listening, thinking of haunting us. Yeah. Um, number three. Uh, this is a this is a different kind of phantom. <laughs> and what its powers are, we're not conclusive of. But this is a self-driving go-kart at the Wisconsin Dells. Uh, I picture this would be exclusively when you go to the Wisconsin Dells and maybe you're out a little late, like the time we went to Wisconsin Dells for Maggie's birthday and we were out to like 2 or 3 a.m. And maybe you just drive by a go-kart ring and there's just one go-kart going. <laughs> this reminds me of the really bad horror movie called Rubber, which is a... Oh, I love Rubber you know what Rubber sucks. is. Yeah. It's the, it, for you guys who don't know, it's a it's a tire who, like, is a killer tire of, of, of a um, on a car. It uses, a like, car tire. it uses, like, telekinesis to explode people's heads. It is so it's fucking so, funny. It's so fucking funny and stupid. But, like, honestly, I'd watch it again. Because that's how fun and stupid also, it is. Also, the tires got, like, game. I'm pretty sure it fucks a woman in the... In the <laughs> I do not remember that at all. But honestly, okay, Maggie, if you had a phantom tire yeah. that wanted to fuck, would you? Uh, no, I don't think I don't think I would. But you do know how much we, as we talked about in the last episode, I really want to fuck a ghost. I mean, okay, if you want to fuck a ghost so bad and this ghost was a tire... <laughs> I guess I'd have to. You're I right. Feel like, I feel like I would just because I want to know what it's like. Damn, you caught me. I would yeah. be kind of curious. Yeah, I think I think we'd all be curious to fuck a ghost. Like, is its hubcap its penis? Like, what is it? Yeah, I don't know. Place where you put the maybe air? it's just maybe it's just like very um very just like stimulated oriented. You know. I guess. Yeah, it's probably um, less penetrative. You know. For sure. Number two. Uh, <laughs> We could talk about fucking tires all day. For a possible phantom, uh, the animatronic Chuck E. Cheese. Can you imagine? Yeah. Probably the scariest one on the list. Imagine you come home and it's like that scene in horror movies where you're like, hello, and it's just a shadow in the corner and you're like, babe, and you turn it on and it's the fucking Charles Entertainment. Yeah, and I like to think that one of his powers is just like a throwdown of those gold coins. Um, cause getting pelted with those would hurt. Oh, they would hurt so bad. Yeah. 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 That'd be a Probably make power. things smell like cheese pizza too. Or he'd fill your room with a ball pit. You could never find your bed. You could never sleep. Y'all, I'm running with this Chuck E. Cheese phantom because <laughs> I've got powers on powers for this guy. Yeah. Do you remember your favorite ride at Chuck E. Cheese? 
before we get into our final one, I have to ask you. Okay, this because is... Because I have a very visceral memory of there mine. Was, there was the one... Okay, there's two. My favorite, favorite ride is not a ride at Chuck E. Cheese. It was just you would uh, go up in the little um, indoor playground and you would sit in the one that overhung the Oh, the window place. one? Yeah. Yes. So that's not really a ride. But my favorite game at Chuck E. Cheese was the one with the really sensual, like, spider queen. Who, you like, yes, you that's to- my favorite one. Are you serious? I played that game non-fucking-stop. Her voice, I was like, this is really... Ho-. Well, I mean, like, obviously you can't uh, process that as a kid, but I was very drawn to her voice, and now I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I just like the... I think I like the colors of the game, uh, or maybe the way or where it was located in my Chuck E. Cheese, because it was located, like, you would go into the Chuck E. Cheese, and you would, like, hang the corner completely, and it'd be, like, right by the window, and I loved it. And she'd like taunt you and be yeah, like, you like, can't not step fast on me. enough. Not yeah. fast enough. Oh yeah. my god. Uh, I think we need to find a YouTube video of her and just watch I think that. we do. Um thank you listeners for letting us digress that before we get to our final phantom. And I think this is gonna be a surprise to everyone because our number one phantom that we'd love to see introduced into the Vampire Diaries universe is Danny, Danny phantom. phantom. A crossover nobody saw coming. I would, I would eat that shit up. Me too. And you know that he would be Elena's third boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, and he'd be going ghost all over that pussy. <laughs> he would. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he'd squirt some afterlife. Oh, we have fun. We need to drink wine when we record more often. I know. Because this was a great vibe, and I hope our listeners agree. I hope so too. Should we do canceled character? We gotta do our canceled character. Okay, okay, mine um is I don't really know how to argue it, but it just yeah. is a feeling. I think we should do it on three again. Okay, let's do it. Okay. One, two, three, Stephanie. Interesting. I want to hear your, what, why Bonnie? I said she was useless in battle and she's a witch. Like, that was her whole bread and wow. butter. She could have contributed more. That's really fair. I mean, I'm going to concede to you, but because it makes the most sense. I but think, why Stefan? I think Stefan didn't fight back enough with the Phantom. Because I feel like, mm. I feel like he, out of all people, would like know like what's going on. Mm-hmm. Damon knew. But I feel like Stefan kind of was just, like, using it as an excuse to be a piece of shit. Yeah. Because, like, Damon, like, was the one who stopped the fight with Stefan. Yeah. Like, and I I, I have a fan theory that okay. Stefan wasn't really that, like, powered by the Phantom. I think Stefan was just, like... <gasps> like, ooh, angry in general. Angry in general and just, like, using it as an excuse. Oh my god, you know, that would make sense because Damon was saying to Elena that um, Stefan has an anger issue that she hasn't seen yet. Yeah. So, like, yeah. And like, that's the thing where it's like, okay, Damon's been to the underworld, Stefan's probably been to the underworld. Why does Damon understand this is an original phantom? You know what I'm kind of hoping for this next three book series is that, because I know that the show took is based on, like, the series very yeah. loosely, but there is a plot line in the show where Stefan is bad Stefan. <gasps> Um, he like has no empathy. It's very fun. Um, but I'm wondering, maybe they ripped it from this. We're gonna see because, yeah. like, yeah, like I feel like in reading this book, it was like Stefan was a lot like grittier and angrier, and I don't think it was all because of the Phantom. No, I don't think so either. So that's our canceled character then. That is. And while you're at it, listening to us, make sure to also follow us on Instagram at Maggie underscore and underscore Laura, and on TikTok and Twitter at Yahweh Reddit. Yes, we will be filming some TikToks. I don't know if it's going to be tonight or not. We might just get drunk. We might just get drunk. Might just get drunk. Might do it tomorrow. But um, we also have some drafts in our docket. Oh, so. uh, we have lots of drafts yeah, in our Yeah, we do. Um, but we also have an email. 
If you guys want to email us at Present at gmail.com. Yeah, we get some nice emails from you and we would like to get more. Yeah, exactly. If you ever have any feedback on the show, things you want to see more of, things you want to see less of, we, we, we're open to feedback. We're open if to you feedback. saw more of our chalk drawings, reach out to us, please. Oh, that would be great. That would be too. great. And we're also part of the Audio Myth Podcast Network. Lots of our friends are there if you're looking for another good podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to be it for this episode of Y'all Be Reddit. And we'll see you all with the ninth Vampire Diaries next week. Bye then. Bye-bye. <laughs> Time. Good job. Nailed it. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> you were just listening to an Audiment podcast. <laughs>